0: to the third week of Relative Reaction.
1: Hey, hey, hey!
0: My name is Travis.
1: I'm Mama Bryn.
0: And we are so happy you decided to join us for yes. a third installment of Relative Reaction. Yeah. Podcast number three.
1: I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> three still remains the largest number still written with the same number of lines. Nothing else in the Roman numerals is written with the exact same amount of lines as number three. If you go back in history, the number four used to be until they added the subtracting value of putting one before a, a V, making it four, et cetera, et right. cetera. It's also a, uh, stands for giant star. The Roman numeral does. Uh, it's also considered good luck in Chinese due to it sounding very similar to the word alive in the Chinese language. Oh, however, well,
1: that's kind of cool. I never heard that point
0: as we've all known luck usually comes in threes and that usually refers to bad luck comes in threes right so we will definitely see where this kicks us off it's gonna be on the <laughs> good or bad side but
1: all good all
0: good, good definitely gonna be episode number three thank you to everyone that has been out there liking us on facebook uh following us on twitter please Quick do three,
1: so our happy family mom dad you see growing up our family has uh, growing I, since then but I yeah, see. you see
0: we started as three and now we're
1: yeah too many okay
0: but no uh do look us up on facebook at relative reaction you'll be able to find us right there same thing on twitter if you search up relative reaction you'll be able to find us there uh go ahead and email us if you ever have any direct inquiries or if you have a story that you want to share that you don't want to share on one of the platforms go ahead and email it to us uh relative reaction 2018 at gmail.com
1: give us some ideas of what to do next just anything whatever you think would make a good topic Pass it on. We're we'll we definitely
0: doing it for for the fan base and those of you that are actually listening, even from the ground up. Especially those of you listening from the ground up here, we definitely want to in- encourage you to release whatever whatever you could think of. Whether it's your opinion on the story we've right. done, we will go back to that point. Uh, if it's a new story that you want us to talk or that you want to know our opinions on, please let us know. Uh, we do plan on letting you really help shape the way relative reaction is going to be. So. Without further ado, do, now that we have all liked us, also, please rate us on iTunes. Yes. Rating us on iTunes, putting comments on there. We got a five star. All of that truly, truly helps us. Yes. Not only giving us the feedback like you do on Facebook and Twitter, but it actually also helps on the iTunes ratings chart. That's Mm -hmm. how people can find our name. Quicker on the list when right. they search it, or if they're searching like podcasts, that's how we kind of show up on that little corner on the side where it says you might also like blank. That's yes. how we get there. We get there by you. So that truly, truly helps us. And it grow. only
1: takes a couple seconds, folks.
0: Yeah. So if you want to go through and take that time of logging in and whatnot, that really, really helps us yes. uh, on the iTunes front, not just on the feedback front. It truly does. But let's kick off podcast number three. Three three, dashes for the Roman numerals. Hopefully it means good luck like Chinese like to think it does. Yeah. Will you go ahead and kick us off with the first story?
1: Sure will Okay. Now what I have for the first story today is all about the dark web. Dun, dun, dun. Now... Uh, a few facts about the dark web. It was started by our military for tracking terrorists and, and things of that nature. So it was started on a good note. Okay. Or at least the, the thing you have to use for the dark web was started by the military. It's okay. like called TOR or something, T-O-R or something.
0: Like a, a torrent style thing? Or yes. Or maybe I'm completely, I don't know. I'm, I'm not extremely familiar with the dark web, so. Nor
1: am I. Sorry. <laughs> it was started... Uh, just to keep track of terrorists and things of good nature but as everybody now knows it we all think about the deep dark web and all its nastiness you can get drugs you can get pornography child prostitution you name it you can get it on the dark web so I went in to look about well why can't we just shut it down or something if, if that's the case well, you can't do that there. It cannot be shut down. There are too many people on it that know how to keep it up, like hackers and such. Oh, yeah. So I mean, there's no smartest, smartest exactly. people
0: in the world.
1: They have so many and like books and, uh, you know, little chat rooms and everything about people becoming hackers. So it's kind of cool there. But anyway, so there's no way to shut this down. So I wanted to know if there was any good points to it. If we can't shut it down, are there any good corners of the dark web? There's some. The bad parts far outweigh the good. But nonetheless, there's some good points. They have a ton of, like, new music and musicians. They go there and they download their music to see if somebody will pick them up, you know. So you can find some awesome music on the dark web
0: so what is the difference of someone uploading something onto the dark web seeing if they'll get picked up or whatever who you're going to get picked up by compared to putting it down on uh spotify or soundcloud allows you to upload a lot of YouTube businesses has gotten people
1: i'm glad you asked that because i looked that particular thing up a lot of your businesses and stuff search the dark web for you know potential like good potential uh or they'll read like because You can buy all kinds of shiznick there. You know what I'm saying? You can buy uh, somebody's ID, like their credit card and stuff, for $7. Oh, yeah. So a lot of your big businesses go on there, and they see how to make it safer for us to have a credit card. Like, they'll go on there and they'll read about how this guy got the credit card or how this person did this, and then they know not to do that or how to put up a, a firewall on your computer so that you don't get hacked.
0: Interesting. Okay, so you're saying it's more for people going out into the dark web, utilizing what they can do different so they don't end right. up there, more so than picking people up.
1: Right. Because they see what they do bad. They know how to. He's a
0: really good hacker. Maybe he'll be able to create a firewall for me. That's not the kind of character I want to go in and be like, hey, you're hired.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Books that are banned, like from libraries or anywhere, you can find on there. So if you're an avid book reader and this book was banned, and let's face it, a lot of books are banned for just stupid stupid reasons i don't even want to get into that subject because that irritates me as a book reader
0: we kind of went into that even on episode one we did a little bit of yes uh, on the book banning it, it kind of over to that it
1: annoys me it gets me angry but you can see all kinds of books that have been banned uh people go on there for medical advice because doctors and such will go on to the dark web and they can tell you about studies but they're not Approved yet, and sometimes it can take years and years and years to get approved for helping somebody who has a particular disease or whatever. And you and doctors will write pages on there like this helped in the study, but again, you have to approach it with caution because you never know if it's good or bad. I don't know if I ever want to approach that. That's that's exactly, I wouldn't on a personal level, but if you have a, a relative who is seriously in dire pain or you know is unfortunately going to pass soon they only have a window and you can go on there and find interesting things that may or may not help
0: that being said mm-hmm. if you go to a decent doctor and you are truly a unique case and there's things going up for it 95 of them will let you know that hey there's a study coming out it's not approved yet it's not this You'll have to sign 8 million pieces of paper saying that I know this may not be right, but they will still give you access to it and they'll let you go in at it its ground level. Some will, They, they need not, people just, to test it.
1: I was just trying to look up some good points. Grasp something good out of this. And there's also tons and tons of police tip hotlines on this because you can't trace people's URL and stuff. You don't know where it came from Correct. on the dark web. So people are more likely to... Go in and give a police tip like, hey, I seen Joe Smo do this, but I ain't saying it. So they can't trace it, but now they have that name they can go and look at. So it's good on that front as well.
0: Yeah, I I guess I could see that. The only good thing that, like when you first brought this up, that I could possibly think of was the amount of cops that can go on there to find people. It isn't easy, obviously. I mean, you have these people, they're routing their browser through, you know. 20 up to 100 you know different urls purposely bouncing off of everywhere so you don't know where it's actually coming from right however i just i feel like that could be good you could find the people uploading
1: and there are some there's actually like forces or uh separate um like, like in a police department a oh, division yeah, you know, made division. Division. <laughs> just for the dark web so oh, they yeah. can go in and look and try to find your because, cyber vision deals almost right so like a cyber vision part the dark yes. web
0: they deal with everything else, but most of it is, I don't know, more out there for anybody to be able to pick up and help out. But, I mean, they focus a lot of their time on the dark web because they're the ones that are smart enough to get in and understand the workings of it more than just a detective that was that is on the
1: street. A very scary statistic, 80% of all child sex trade happens on the dark web. That doesn't surprise me. You can literally yes, it doesn't
0: surprise me because that that is the the place to do a world can do it without being caught or is easily caught.
1: The particular article I read, this gentleman bid what was it a hundred and fifty thousand on a fifteen month old girl. Wow, he was outbid, but nonetheless that's how easy it was that is so that's scary. There are some there are two point five million people who visit this dark web. Every single day. Wow. Yes.
0: Really? That's an astronomical number compared to what I expected. It so
1: is. I was dumbfounded at the number of people who go. I've never been, so I don't know. I can't personally say anything about the dark web. I wouldn't even know how to go to it and stuff. I truly don't. But obviously I am in a small category here.
0: I've heard of specific things off of the dark web, but I really don't know much on how to access or become an avid user. I, I really couldn't tell you anything. I have no use for it.
1: No, nor I. This statistic may change because the article is from last year, so they said every year it increases, but 57% of the dark web is all illegal.
0: That doesn't surprise me. No, I thought it was actually going to be higher. Yes, I agree with you. I thought I'm it was going to be the higher. What activity on the dark web isn't an illegal activity with the exception of, like you were saying, the cops going on there to find the people doing right activities or the businesses finding out, how do I not have this firewall end up on the dark web myself?
1: And there are 30 to 40,000 active sites on the dark web at any given time. That doesn't surprise they me. They shut as much. down and they open up constantly, though, so you never. Oh, well, well, I
0: could tell you. I mean, even yeah, the same site that can get shut down will reopen with one letter difference in the name, or it'll be a dot ru now, or they'll change something.
1: There was 1.2 billion dollars worth of illegal drug sales sold in a two-year span. Wow. From the black. From well, the I guess it's not that shocking. If you web. said
0: the guy just to see if he could do it bid yeah. on a 15-month-old girl for $150,000 Was they immediately outbid. So, yes. So I guess it, it doesn't surprise me that that much money is just, you know, exchanging and floating through.
1: And as I was saying, $7 is the average price of a stolen credit card on the dark web. Wow.
0: Well, I mean, I guess you have people that go down, and they their job is to steal identity and credit cards, and, you know, they can steal how many a day, you figure. So for them, stealing that, and it's so second nature, I'm sure they have programs set up specifically to check and make sure that this active it wasn't shut off okay so
1: now there's a group of people who protest anybody trying to shut down the dark web those are your freedom fighters they're called the you know this is uh, the freedom of speech and freedom of access and all kinds of stuff but my point is even though it cannot be shut down they have no way of shutting this down because the second they find a way to shut it down there's a bad person who finds a way to pop it right back up again so do you think it should be shut down if at all there was a way we could do it? If
0: at all there was a way we could do it. I, I mean, I want to say yes. Yes, it should be shut down. But I also say all illegal activity should be done. That should be an issue. There shouldn't be heroin on the street. But it's, it's a physical impossibility.
1: It is. And even if this were to shut down tomorrow. It
0: would open back up.
1: Even if it was never to open up again. Do you honestly think that the, the child sex trade is going to drop by numbers? I don't believe it is.
0: I think it would take a spike of a drop at first, but at first, and
1: then they'd just find a way to do it. Correct.
0: I don't think it should be ever shut down. I know it's probably going to be an unpopular opinion because people are going to think, "Oh, no!" So now you you have a dark actually web, have a
1: quite a big group of freedom fighters advocate. who agree.
0: But I'm not. I'm not an advocate for it. I don't no. agree with it. I don't think it should be shut down. And here's my reasoning: because it will be reopened back up because they're, they'll re- they'll reset it. They'll they'll find a way to start a new dark web or whatever. Maybe if you shut this down. This takes the good that we're getting out of it as the cops that are going in and breaking in and, and learning more and more of how to decode right. certain things. If you shut it down, you just all together pull the plug, go, okay, it's done. What What are you going to do? You're going to make all their years' worth of work go down the drain because now you're going to have to refigure out this new program and how to decode their new one because no they're going to set up a right. different coding. Yep they're not dumb either. So I, I think shutting it down is going to do more harm than good because it's never going to be done completely. Never. It's like you say, if you're taking drugs off the street, do you think it's going to stop it? No. no. If you stop this, do you think the child sex slave industry is going to you know immediately just go away and never be a thing again? No.
1: Unfortunately no not. You're
0: never going to stop bad. I, I don't, think by keeping I agree. this up, you actually allow, the more it's up, the more they can do decoding it. The more... The lazier people get, that they might let one thing slip one and time, they and they do make still that use it for what find. it was
1: intended. They there are the military still uses the dark web to track, to track terrorists, tracking terrorists, terrorists. Okay. and so they still use it for that because you know you can't be uh, there's no URL, so nobody knows who's who's who on a on the dark Correct. web.
0: They go all by just how you're talking, how you right. act, how you bring so they up can get tips and, and such
1: without anybody knowing who you are and who gave the tip. So very interesting. So I just thought that was a very, very good uh, story to read. And I'd like to know more about the dark web. I obviously don't know very much.
0: No, that's very interesting. It does make me want to do a lot more studying into it and just seeing the, not just like what it was started for, but where has it gone and what can be. Because I, I don't think there's anything good that can come out of it. The only good that can come out of it is hopefully catching more of these people, but it's obviously not...
1: They do have many, like many stings for oh, the child yeah. pornography and the the all the other the illicit drugs, well, the illicit guns. Like he did,
0: how he put hundred fifty thousand dollar bid. They'll use as much money as they want to win yeah. a bid, specifically to meet said person.
1: Right. Because then you can you can make go that forward. Right. Anyway, that was an interesting article to me. Hope you enjoyed it. Let's uh, start off with your first article.
0: I, I kind of gave it a title of Die Hard Fan, <laughs> and you'll see why as I bring more and more into this. So this young young kid passed away. He was eighteen. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he passed away in a shooting. Mm. Instead of giving him the typical wake and funeral, his family decided to give him a weight that celebrated his
1: life specifically. I love when people do this. I'm sorry, but I do.
0: Uh, the, the kid's name was Renard Matthews. Uh, he was from New or- New Orleans. He was a video game, loved junk food, and he loved the Boston Celtics.
1: Ooh. So when his him. life
0: was tragically cut short, like I was telling you, they decided to remember him in a different way, in a way that he's going to live on in their hearts and that they all knew him for they actually, and I will post this picture up on our our Facebook and Twitter, just so you could see the the way it was set up. Instead of, like I said, doing the traditional cask, what they did is they put him in a chair front and center of the room. It was this old reclining chair in front of an entertainment center, and he wore sunglasses for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, his Kyrie Irvings number 11 alternative home <laughs> jersey uh, even had a pair of, like, the Irving socks on. So, like, that, the sock line that's out, he had a pair of Irving socks on. He was holding an Xbox One controller and they had an NBA uh, 2K showdown being auto-played between the Warriors and Celtics. And beside him, they had like a little end table, and they had snacks uh, ranging everything from cereal to nacho cheese Doritos, and then a bottle of Barks Root Beer to put the finishing touches on the scene.
1: I See, to me, I think that's wonderful. That shows you who this young man was. I know there's people out there that find anything less than the normal funeral procession tacky but i do not i think when it comes to something as severe as death you should be able to to tell people from from this young man's death what he was like he unfortunately will never be able to tell you who he is and what he does anymore so these his family is saying this is who he was this is what he liked true
0: that's the that's the biggest opinion i wanted out of this was is this a step too far or is it a, a new unique way of remembering because there are many people that have passed away that were right. were huge into sports uh, and they would be buried in their favorite you know Dwayne Wade Jersey or their Robert Griffin the third Jersey, whatever they may be but it still had the traditional funeral setup right So is this going a step too far of taking the casket out altogether and just propping a dead guy up on a recliner and having him you know play this video game?
1: To me Quote personally, unquote. I don't think it's a step too far at all. That's
0: the biggest opinion. That's the opinion I want out of you, and I, w- I would love to hear y'all's opinion of this because I am just—I'm truly curious—is because I'm very torn. On a personal level, I'm torn. Part of me wants to go the traditional route of saying, uh, "Why don't we just set up a table playing NBA 2K, you know, with his favorite snacks? Going, okay, you know, this is like his little memorial, and you know, having been a jersey in a casket." But part of me is also like, "Well, you know, this is nice and unique. This is." different but
1: i I think we should celebrate people's lives when they pass instead of celebrating the fact that they passed and this to me is more celebration of this young man's life than it is about his death unfortunately he was caught up what did you say it was a a shooting shooting and that's a horrible way to go so let's celebrate those 18 years he had and tell you a little bit about himself and I, I agree with that statement. That's like
0: the side that me of me that wants, wants this to happen and I like the uniqueness, but part of me is also slightly creeped out by the fact that there's just a random dead guy sitting in a chair that I'm now staring at. That's, it's abnormal, it's different, it's kind of creepy.
1: I think it all started with what people put in the casket with the deceased. Correct. You know, like put for my father, trinket. we put in uh, playing cards. He was a huge card player, so we put made sure we put in playing cards with him mm. I and a him cigarette his... and a toothpick because he always had a toothpick in his exactly.
0: mouth. Exactly. No, I, I vividly remember him having the flush uh, of playing cards yes. in his hands, having his toothpick in his mouth because that was how
1: that and that's who he that's was.
0: Exactly. And I do remember on the flip side of that maybe kind of going against my second point of being creepy, I remember being at the funeral and it wasn't a traditional funeral in the sense that we were laughing halfway through a funeral. Yes. Why? Because <laughs> polka music played because that's what he wanted. He yes. loved polka and he loved to It was uh Dixieland. to it.
1: It was Speaking of uh, down here in New Orleans and all, that's the style of music he wanted at his funeral. He wanted like a Dixieland style.
0: And I remember that. I remember all laughing So we were all smiling had this image and laughing of him dancing the music. way he danced and it wasn't your traditional day. He just liked to make people yes. laugh. That's who he was everybody had their favorite lucky joke everybody had their favorite lucky story or their favorite card game they would play with them that wasn't the most traditional funeral either right. and maybe maybe that it, this is a good thing, maybe I am for it more, the more and more I think of it because just because he was laid in a casket nothing else was traditional about the funeral
1: I, I just think that you can mourn somebody and still smile about their life well, I mean I was I missing be... my dad? well of course I was I loved that everybody who went up to view him in the casket, seen the cards, seen the toothpick sticking out of his mouth. They were all like, oh yeah, that's luck. That's luck. That's, I just think that that is to me personally, more of a celebration of life than just mourning of death. Well, I do agree
0: that a funeral should always be a celebration of life because it, it it should be, it should always be the celebration of whatever that person is, good, bad or different. You can't fix shit now they're gone they're dead they're not exactly going back. until the zombies come up they dead they <laughs> gone they six feet under they're burned sorry However, i just pictured
1: my dad as a zombie
0: <laughs> hey already walked up one it's fine
1: okay it's i'm over walking. it now <laughs> yes <clears throat> i'm sorry <laughs>
0: oh. That being said, though, like, so maybe this is a a nice new way because I can also tell you is I just got married a couple months ago and our wedding wasn't always the most – it's not the most traditional setting. Yes, we did the exchanging of vows, but Mm -hmm. we didn't have the – I wasn't in a suit and tie. It was outside. It was – it wasn't your traditional setup either.
1: It was animal-friendly. I loved that part.
0: Exactly. It was animal-friendly. It wasn't your traditional church setting of, you know, you're sitting in There were doggies walking
1: down the aisles along with the bride and groom and all. I loved it. I,
0: I guess, in a way, I am kind of more for it should be unique to the person because even yes. my wedding ring isn't a traditional wedding ring. It's not, it is a band, but it's not a your typical band. You right. know, it has a fingerprint. It has an engraving in it. It has things that were, are, are unique to us this band can't be recreated because it is Carmen specific fingerprint and handwriting and stuff
1: like I that I love that fact so back when I got married I feel the only thing you took out of my wedding is you knew what my favorite color was because my wedding was red and white oh her her favorite color is red and that's about it that's all you took out of it so I, I do agree with things
0: being more and more unique nowadays I yes. like that idea because I don't like everything to be similar but part of me is still a traditionalist in a way and so i i don't know I, w- I want the opinion of everyone listening i really yes. want to know your opinion there's this.
1: definitely a road for both traditionalism and because i like the idea
0: new. of you remembering his life of what he liked as, as nba 2k as you know yes and he was a huge Kyrie. basketball fan so that's i like awesome. this but is this a step too far past the uniqueness to where it gets creepy that's kind of the line that i want to know where does that line at where does that line stop being oh that's awesome that's unique that celebrates it speaks him you know this This says uh, Matthews Yes. or where does it go from that to okay I'm creeped out I'm sitting next to the dead kid playing <laughs> NBA you know there's a fake announcer saying the same thing for the fifth time playing right. on a loop in the back where does that line
1: get drawn or is okay. there a
0: line is every situation unique that's what I want to know that's
1: that's the point good that question. I wanna, good question that's the opinion
0: I want to know of people I like it So go
1: ahead and and where where else are we going today? My next story. Now this one is, so many people discuss it, but I just wanted to kind of find out your own opinion on it. To tip or not to tip? Tipping is standard in all U.S. eateries, you know, the, the places where you sit down to eat, but other countries don't do tipping they don't have tipping, it's not a standard process that you tip, what they have in most countries is a service charge that is added in right in the menu price. So you don't have to tip or anything, you know what I mean, it's just the price is raised whatever, however many cents, and that includes a tip like right in the price. I just wanted to ask, do you tip or are you a non-tipper? Or are you a light tipper, are you a heavy tipper? What kind of tipper are you? We found out that millennials are the worst tippers. No surprise there. Young kids don't want to part with their money. Over 65 are your best tippers, and also women usually the tip. Most
0: annoying customers
1: to deal with. <laughs> good thing are good tippers then, huh? <laughs>
0: oh, that's the only reason we smile half our days.
1: And women are better tippers than men, that's commonly. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I didn't. I, I mean, I don't know what made me think one way or the other. I don't think I had an opinion, but it is kind of interesting to see that. There is a difference.
1: They did take a poll of like a thousand people and only 21% of that thousand actually liked having service charges over tipping. Really? In the United States. They were all United States, so.
0: That's interesting because personally, as someone that works in kitchens, I know the hell that front of house people have to go through a lot of times. Right. I'm a very heavy tipper. So is my wife because she also has been a server, has worked in kitchens. She knows the, the hell and the how you have I tip it because
1: my mother was a waitress for buku amount of years, and I know that she worked her ass off being a waitress.
0: Oh, yeah. So, and you, to deal with people alone, people are assholes.
1: Some people can be.
0: It is annoying to deal she with people She met day uh, some and day amazing
1: out. friends through waitressing oh, as well, I've though.
0: met an amazing amount of customers, too. I truly right. have. I mean, I had uh, someone as simple as sort a of bartender want to come out to my wedding, you know, and drive halfway across the country. Why? Because this is the people that you meet. Right. So- You do meet amazing people as well, but there is also a a certain headache because there's just always someone that will complain and try to ruin your day no matter what your day is going like. So I personally am a very heavy tipper. However, I agree with the service charge because I don't think... The the reason why I say that is because I think there should be, even in the foreign countries, like I know Germany does the service charges, Mm -hmm. and I think that you should be able to tip Whereas there, it's almost – it's a weird thing. You don't tip at all because it's actually – No,
1: it's actually seen kind of – As an insult almost. As an insult almost. You're you're throwing them as a lower person. Yes. We don't think you make enough here. Take some more. So I think there
0: should be an option to tip, but I don't think it should be like you – even if you go out nowadays, 90% of your people are going to feel like a mandatory obligation to tip. I don't think it should be that either. I think we should have a service charge. The reason being is because these poor waiter and waitresses Ooh. rely on this tip now for their income and now right. you have an inconsistent income all because for some reason in America we've gotten away with oh, here's our minimum wage. You, fuck you, you're gonna get paid two bucks an hour. Yes. And I think that is horribly wrong. That's what I grandma made when
1: she started waitressing. I think two dollars an have hour
0: a minimum wage.
1: Mind you, there were six kids.
0: Yeah, I think they should have at least a minimum wage page, and it goes up depending on the restaurant, just like you would as tipping. If you tip, you tip at uh, Olive Garden, you're not going to tip as much as you went out to a five-star restaurant because your dollar's amount. I think that should be their wages. I think, you know, okay, you're a server at a local 24-7 diner. All right, maybe that is going to be closer to minimum wage style. Sure. You know, if you're at this five-star, yeah, you're going to be making a better amount of pay.
1: A Michelin-starred restaurant, you should make more cash. Correct.
0: However, I don't think they should still be below minimum wage and all of these places above. No. I don't think that's right. I think we should have a service charge in there and pay them fairly. If that's what it takes to pay them fairly, you need to put the cost of goods up higher, that's worth it.
1: Now, my husband personally tips, I think, every time. It, because that he believes, you know, you went there for your service, you got your service, be it good or bad, so you at least deserve the minimal amount tip. Now, if he has a waitress... His, his favorite thing a waitress can do is fill up his cup before he asks. Like if his drink's low and they come over and fill it up for him, loves it. He will give you such a good damn tip. I'm just telling you now, waitresses and waiters. <laughs> so I do believe in good service means a better tip.
0: Yes, because I think – here's why I think a service charge to me be, because how he feels obligated to tip. Because he got a service, right. so be it good or bad. Right, I think they should have a minimum wage. That way, if he gets that bad service, he shouldn't feel obligated to tip. He shouldn't have to spend out of his pocket extra to tip if he got a horrible service. He should just find that the waiter or waitress like you were talking about that filled his cup up so well and go, you did such an outstanding job that I want to go above what right. you already paid and go, Dude, you are amazing. Thank you for making my experience
1: that great. And he will never leave a restaurant if he has had good service without telling somebody that that waitress or waiter gave him phenomenal service. Yes,
0: I've done that before.
1: I think that's important too. I always, I, I know that I'm not
0: in the typical millennial category in this because the, me and my group of friends, we all worked in kitchens and right. we all had serving jobs or we knew people that had serving jobs. So we all had a different mindset to it to begin with we're like, huh, we know, we've been there, we're just here to get coffee. That's all we want. Take your time. But I do, I think we should have a service charge. I think it should be a thing because I think they should get paid minimum wage. I think a tip should be optional. It should not feel mandatory at any point. I know it's right. optional, but now you get people that are just tight wads. That won't tip at all. That's even true. if they had good service. I don't think that's fair. I think we should take the option out of it, put it as a mandatory service
1: charge, and then
0: for people that go with mug me on, we should be able to tip. But it should affect their I would to like to hear, if we
1: have any waiters or waitresses out there, I would truly love to hear your opinion on this. I think you should be able to voice your opinion. You know, What do you think is better? do you like having a tip would you rather have a surcharged in the price at the menu price i would just really like to know
0: yes i like i said personally i think there should always be a surcharge the reason being is because i think a tip should be above an extra not what you rely on to take home right. as your only means of income of
1: supporting your family or I yourself think,
0: i think the average or at least back when i was in missouri the one of the waitresses I knew, she made 285 an hour that should not be what you're guaranteed to take home i agree the, now granted she did a very good job, she made enough.
1: Yes, However, I, that's what I said. My mother, she was only $2 an hour, uh, all us children, but she was a damn good waitress, so she could bring home the tip money. She remembered the faces. She remembered the orders, so people liked her.
0: Yes, but I, I do think that you should get paid at least minimum wage, and then it should be go above and beyond right. as a tip. I don't like this idea that tip is their only means of income because, like I said, you could be the best waiter or waitress out there, get a tightwad that's just an asshole that's looking for something to complain about, and he's not going to give you any money. Now you're out that money, and you just spent – what is your average table? If you're at a sit-down place and you're getting waited on, what is your average ticket time there of the people being at the table? The average table is going to sit there for 30 to 60 minutes. Sure. Okay, so now you took a half hour to an hour out of your day trying to – Give this person every one of their needs, and they fucked you. That's not fair.
1: It's not. No.
0: Now, granted, on the flip side of that, there's just many people that'll go and tip heavy, and oh, you did amazing. You know, I want to give you the a one beyond.
1: thing that I like, because tipping isn't a thing. Like, we'll just say Germany. I'll just pick that country. When you go over there and out to eat, your average time at the table is not sixty minutes like it is in the U.S. Your average time at a table could be two, three hours people go over there they eat they drink they talk they schmooze so in that case there's not people like over here it's more next table next table let's get this table out get that get those others oh, yeah, seated in the there American so that, that we can get here. more they tips
0: the, all they care about is money in the bottom and
1: it's line. not like that over there all in the sense is... that they're not rushing you out the door That's they won't even come restaurant... and give you your ticket unless you ask in a lot of foreign countries.
0: Correct. That's why, if you notice in America, a lot of your restaurants, the music is going to be faster ha- beat. Right. Reason being is because they want your, they want you out of there. They care nothing about you the second you walk out that door. And well, there's just, nothing it's I hate a, more very than when a good waiter me, or waitress uh, gives you the ticket early, which is fine. I don't mind you giving the ticket early. You know that hey, at your leisure, that's that's fine. But they give you the ticket and they never look at you again.
1: Yeah. I hate that. Or they give you the ticket and they never ask if you want anything else. I don't like that. Because my husband orders dessert a lot. So, you know, when they'll come over and they be like, Okay, here's your ticket at your own time, you know. See that doesn't bother me
0: as much because I know that that is just simple as putting it back in the system and it, is. Like, oh, you want it is. Cool, not it's a not a
1: difficult thing at all. But I think, I feel anyway, before they give you that ticket, they should say, is there anything else I can do for you this evening? Would you be having dessert with us or, you know, anything? Before they put that ticket on your table. That's just a personal thing. Alrighty, righty. Let's go on with your second star, sir.
0: So we have the last straw, <laughs> which is... I, I, I just wanna like bring like the up, name of it. I want to bring up the uh, idea of Seattle banning single-use straws and uh, eating utensils for the single-use plastics. Right. Now, obviously, there's many more single-use plastics, like our, our plastic water bottles, right. uh, pay, uh, plastic bags, stuff like that.
1: Lids that the straws go in.
0: Yes. So Starbucks, which is from Seattle,
1: oh, is a really big— Shout out to Starbucks.
0: —is putting a really big foot forward as well. Yeah, all made they're saying Mermaid my day. Out of—by 2020, they want to be completely done with straws as well, just as a company to hold. not in Seattle, not in this company. As a company, they are no longer going to have straws Right by 2020. They're going to redo their lids, basically make them an adult-sippy cup if you've seen the prototypes form, them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Starbucks will be phasing them out. Interesting fact about plastic, why this is such a big issue, is nine only 9% of plastic is actually recycled. Wow. Yes, only 9%. I about twelve percent realize of it that was is incinerated, so, low. so it just goes straight up into the air. And then that leaves you 79% that end up back in the environment. Wow. A lot of it being in our oceans. Some part of the oceans have more plastic than fish in it now. Oh, my gosh. Certain parts of the ocean. It's, it's a huge issue. Wow. Seattle is one of the very first, if not the first, big city to really put their foot down and make a, as big of a ban as they did here. Now, they are working with the companies, and they're working with, so if you didn't, they tried, they told them to all encourage them to use up their straws and plastic utensils by Sunday, which is when the ban went into effect.
1: Now, a lot of your, like, amusement parks and zoos already have done this for years. Correct. Okay, so I think it definitely can work, obviously. We're not, not going to amusement parks or zoos.
0: And it's nothing, they're not saying you can't use straws and utensils, but there are straws out there that are made of paper, bamboo, steel, mm-hmm. recyclable things that aren't going to go back in the ocean and never degrade. Right. There are a couple other companies that are doing this. Uh, Bone Appetit has already done this with okay. their entire company. They are the ones, if you ever go to a White Sox game, any food you get from White Sox game is from Bone Appetit. Their company owns all the catering rights uh, to the White Sox, and they have several other restaurants If around.
1: I'm correct, don't they also do a mail thing, like every month or week or whatever? You get a I believe dinner. so. Isn't Bone Appetit one of those? I
0: believe they do a, a mail thing as well, yes. Yeah,
1: okay. Uh,
0: Alaska Airlines is another one Months? that has, for a couple years now, said that you know they no longer use any kind of single-use straws or whatever. Uh, certain cities have kind of went and did... Similar bans, nothing quite as extreme as and forward as Seattle, mm-hmm. but certain ones have said we can't use straws or uh, there are quite a few cities out there that it is illegal as a restaurant or whatever to just hand out a straw. Oh, you I see. You have to be asked.
1: Kind of like ice overseas. You have to ask for ice in your drink. Correct. Okay. Okay. Uh,
0: there is a giant thing trending on Twitter called hashtag stop sucking. <laughs> uh, talking all about. Uh, I want white. a T
1: shirt that says it. Yeah, it's. it's <laughs>
0: I I do love the hashtag of it, and there are multiple celebrities that are actually very
1: behind it and have posted about. I using think this, this is hashtag. amazing. I think it's good. I can't understand why no one would be behind it. Why not everyone would uh, be I mean, behind Chelsea it? Chelsea
0: Clinton has posted about it. Russell Crowe, Tom Brady, Tom Felton, Neil deGrasse T- uh, Tyson, and he That's actually awesome. I think has one of the coolest ones out there because he has a whole photo of it. I don't know if I can find it and post it later. Uh, but of him getting a straw knocked out of his mouth and it's just an awesome little montage to it. <laughs> but I do agree with this. Now even Starbucks has come out and said that this will not help our our plastic issue. This is not going to help. No it won't stop... help
1: it now that's that what's there but it'll help it in future sense. Well they're just saying there's so many single use plastics
0: out there that just taking away straws isn't going to fix it. However, they do come back and say a couple of things, and these are the things that I agree with and why I think it's a good thing, is it is a start. It is exactly. a step. It is, like they said, it is a gateway step into Might hopefully utilizing. not cure utilizing. It, but you're helping it. Exactly, and I can't remember what country it is off the top of my head. I think it's either New Zealand or Australia. Recently just put a ban on plastic bags. You're no longer allowed to use plastic bags down there. Awesome. So I wonderful. Think Love it. certain things like this and people banning uh, the straws and, and little things mm-hmm. start it. Get that topic rolling. Get people thinking of why don't I have a straw? Reading a little sign of why they don't have a straw. Oh, well, that makes sense. And then they can go in uh, with more research of, well, what else is a single use plastic item? Right. Oh, wow, this bottle I'm using is, I'm, I'm throwing 10 of these away a day. They're doing nothing. I mean, only the biggest percent I want to get across is only 9% of this plastic is recycled.
1: That's amazing to me. That leaves I'm just a in lot awe. of
0: room out there.
1: So, now, granted,
0: not every company is behind this. The biggest purchaser of straws... Dixie. McDonald's. Damn. And McDonald's still hasn't done anything. People have questioned and questioned and questioned them about, are you going to try to go further into studies of using paper straws and whatnot? Because they mentioned this a long time ago. But instead of going further into it, they've done absolutely nothing, and they won't even comment back mm-hmm. to the people that are asking them now. So you have certain big companies like that. New York City is actually considered doing a similar band that um, Seattle did. Awesome. So you might see it up in New York City. Miami Beach has something. Uh, I'm trying to think. I know it's like Malibu, Miami Beach. Uh, there's another smaller town in California, and there's a beach over in New Jersey that have all done uh, the similar bans like I was talking to earlier. They don't have quite uh, the extents as Seattle has with banning utensils and straws, but they have either no straws or you can't hand it out without it being asked, certain things like that. Those cities have started doing similar things uh, even before Seattle mentioned this. So it is going out there and it's starting to get out there. But I want to make it because I am actually very, the more and more I read about it, my wife brought it up to my attention this last week, which is actually what made me look into it. And the more I read about it, the more I'm in love with this idea and
1: concept. I truly, truly am because I think it's a good start. And I think... I'm a big straw user. I use a straw every day of my life. But I use the reusable straws. Yeah. You know, the straw and lid, like in the cup, the whole kit and caboodle. It takes me but 10 seconds to rinse it every time before I put in my other drink, new drink, whatever. I'm a big straw user, so I, I think this is awesome. I, I'm all for banning the plastic straw. And not to mention, it cost. I looked it up, just so y'all know, a 12-pack of bamboo straws is only $20 on Amazon. They can be reused. They can be cleaned.
0: I agree. And I think those are the straws we need to buy for in-home stuff. And right. they have, uh, I think it's like like eight or twelve dollars they have a stainless steel straw that actually folds up that you can well it's you had bought me it's called a straw. straw or final straw or something like yes.
1: that. yes you had bought me a straw one time that i use quite regularly too it's a straw that keeps your cold drink uh, your cold drink more cold it's like it's uh made of a certain something but if you put it in a drink that's cold it'll keep it colder longer you had bought me it a, a few years ago and i still use it
0: so there are reusable straws like that for home, and then uh, business perspective. Because I understand also from a business perspective, of you can't afford to spend twenty dollars on the twelve pack of straws that you're gonna hand out. But they do make paper straws now. And right. That is a that is a new big thing because they can also be used single use. And at first, I was really weirded out by the fact because I was thinking paper is just gonna degrade in my drink. But they don't. They last for like yeah, they hours have paper straw.
1: It's not the paper straws of old that degrade after you take a sip. Yes. It's not those. No, they
0: last, like, I mean, 12, 24 hours in your drink without it right. messing up or anything. So plenty of time if you're at a restaurant, or you're taking it home, or you're getting it from a drive-thru. Do you
1: remember a place we used to eat called the Italian Oven? I don't think they're around anymore. Correct me if I'm one wrong. Was the
0: was up here in Pennsylvania?
1: It used to be up here. Okay.
0: Like, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember yes, when we came to Yes, instead of that.
1: straws, what did they have? Do you remember?
0: Didn't they use uh, pasta?
1: Yes, they used pasta noodles. Okay, I d-
0: I, Yes. Yeah, see, I do remember them, yes, yes, I do.
1: I just, I, that was so long ago, and I'm sure it was just a little keech for the, the restaurant because it was a, you know, pasta place, but there are cute things you can do, and you don't have to use plastic straws to do them. No,
0: but I, I fully agree with the fact that I think this could be a start, a gateway start to not using those bags. Like, I, I fell in love overseas using reusable bags, I truly did. I'm not saying I'm great and I remember to bring it in every no, time. No, sometimes I forget myself. I don't. And quite often I'm just running to a store for like one thing and I never even think about it. But I do like the concept and the thought putting behind it of not using as much plastic. Right. Because it is like, the the number is just astounding me. at 79% is ending up back in the environment. I mean, that the, the fact that there are part of these oceans that have more plastic than fish is just depressing.
1: I did look up... Just out of curiosity, some uh, are straws like bad for you health-wise. So I looked up, um, these are all from doctor sites, by the way. Using a straw causes, causes much more internal gas. Using a straw causes the face wrinkles around your lips to develop quicker if you use a straw on a regular basis. It also dissolves tooth enamel even quicker if you use a straw as opposed to sipping out of a cup.
0: You used to yell at me when I was younger about yes. not using straws because
1: it's bad for your teeth. Mm-hmm, you that was a, a straw, myth. So. Yes, I did.
0: That's just kind of funny. I mean, this is years and years ago. Yes, I sure did. funny because that's what I think of. Because it's, it's We'd go out and I'd be like, head. put a straw in there. I sure because did. I never yeah. liked straws. It has nothing to do with the – it was way before I was even old enough to really right. care about plastic or what the concept of waste and environmental issues are. But like, I just – I don't know. I never liked straws. It just was never – I'd rather just drink out of a cup. That's a good
1: <laughs> article, man. I like that. I think I am behind it 110%. I truly am. And I just, I found it very
0: interesting. And I want the, I, I think this is a great thing to get pushed out there. Cause I do think it's like a, a little gateway for it. So that way we don't use as much plastic. Like this isn't going to affect anything in our oceans. Even, even the fact of no straws isn't going to affect anything in the future or anything like that. It's really not cause it's so such a minuscule item. But I think it is a it's good a start. start, yeah, to get a gateway and that thought rolling and that thought, just kind of going out with it, to hopefully one day maybe not be using as many plastic bottles and bags and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Exactly,
1: good good uh, story. I liked it. All right, we know that sound. It's time for the last clip today. My last clip is all about protein bars. How good are they for ya, really? If you watch commercials and ads and stuff, it always shows people instead of getting that candy bar, you pick up a protein bar because that's got to be so much better for you. Or it'll show you the guy in uh, all hiking gear up there eating a protein bar as opposed to a Snickers. Let's see if they're actually better for you. First, I just chose Snickers because it's my favorite candy bar. So that's the bar I chose. It has 215 calories for a regular size Snicker, not your mini size, not your big size, your regular size Snicker. Has 215 calories, has absolutely no trans fat whatsoever, which is the bad really? fat. Didn't know that until I, I up. had zero trans fat. No. And they range on average about 89 cents for Snickers. I'm thinking, let's go see what the protein bars cost and how good are they for you like they say they are. So, Think Thin has out a chocolate bar. That's the name brand, Think Thin. I've seen them. You can find them anywhere. I think I've seen them at Target last, but they're they're everywhere. Now, it has 250 calories. It has 12 grams of sugar alcohol in this bar, which you're saying, what the hell is sugar alcohol?
0: Yes, yes, it I is, am because I do what the <laughs> hell that means. It's
1: a man-made sugar instead of a natural sugar. Okay,
0: so it's just the difference between naturals and. and it is
1: not all that good for you because it's not natural; it's man-made. So there's obviously more chemicals and such in it, and it costs a dollar fifteen for an average bar. So that one's definitely not better than no Snickers. Next one I chose Natural Valley because everybody knows Natural Valley. Oh, they yeah. have a protein I love natural bar out.
0: It's a chewy one they have with uh, peanuts and all that I love, peanuts and cashews.
1: I've had Natural Valley myself. They're quite tasty. This one is the protein bar, though. I've never had their protein bar, so I can't physically say if I like it or not. This has 190 calories, which is almost the same as the Snickers. But this has 10 grams of soy protein, which you're thinking, ooh, soy protein. That's got to be good for you. Protein, that's good. No, this is one of them words they use to make you think it's good for you, but it ain't. This is bad for you. Soy protein is not good protein. And on average, they're only 60 cents though, on average, for a single bar. Next one I looked up, and the last one, now you can look up any kind of bar you wanted. I just simply looked up these three. The next one is- I would
0: probably look up Cliff bar. Those are the ones that I think it tastes Cliff is good,
1: I didn't even think of that, yes. The next one I looked up is the Simply Protein Bar because I see those in the checkout lines all the time. So I looked up that one. That one only has 150 calories, which is good in there because that's that'll save you a little over 50 calories from a Snicker if you're into the calorie, you know, watching your calories. But this Simply Protein ha- Bar has more than I could actually list and read out to you of lab-made food alternatives in this bar. Really, it has a list of words I couldn't pronounce, and I when I went and looked up to see what they were. They're all made in a lab. It's a full food alternative, is what they call them, which means we just made it here. Yes, it's gonna have a whole bunch of stuff that ain't good for you. And these bars are about a dollar sixty each. Wow. So they're almost double the price of a Snickers, and it's all that nasty stuff. So the next time you're thinking about, but
0: here's the here's a. a, a question i guess so to speak that i have about this so you're comparing these protein bars oh they have more calories well they are going to have more calories isn't that the purpose of a protein bar is to have that meal supplement so sometimes have more some of them do not like the one i looked up the nature valley protein
1: no you don't have to have calories to have protein most people uh, the protein bars are targeted towards uh people who like want a quick energy boost
0: correct it's a lot of them, like especially like cliff bars, I know their whole advertisement yes. is about hiking. And exactly. So, so if you're out, out there about, hiking you and you're barn, hungry, you, have something to you heat, got a bar. To keep you going.
1: Exactly. I was just saying a Snickers will do the same thing for you.
0: Well, I know it makes me not as hangry.
1: Yes. A Snickers will give you that same boost of energy. And, you know, some of these bars, I'm sure there's some good ones out there. I am sure of it. I don't know them. But I'm sure there's some good protein bars out there that are, you know, an average or at least a good part. But the cost that you're paying for these protein bars... I will say they are bars. expensive as hell.
0: Yeah. I can't afford half that shit. Like I, like I said, I do like cliff bars. Mm-hmm. I've had them. I can't... I, I almost never get them. They're expensive as fuck. Yes, that's there's what no I'm saying. There's no way I can afford to get them on a regular. And
1: a Snickers, 89 cent.
0: But I've been saying that for a long time. If you want to eat healthy, you got to be rich. Exactly. You want to know why so many people, why there's an epidemic of obesity and all is because it's, you can't afford to eat healthy. Next you time want you that's go to grab organic, that protein bar or whatever, that's going to raise the price by three times.
1: Maybe grab yourself a Snickers instead. All right. And on my last clip,
0: it's going to be on can dogs recognize bad people? Whoop, whoop. That's my answer for yes. <laughs> uh, there was science that actually is confirming that dogs can recognize a bad person. That they can recognize bad people. Mm-hmm. They did three different uh, studies uh, dealing with it, and it actually was conducted by a student out of the University of Japan. So, or, I'm sorry, a scientist from the University of Japan. Him and his colleagues did this whole study because they wanted to know if dogs are sensitive. Because everybody has this thought of, oh, well, my dog knows
1: good people. Uh-huh. Or not. My dog and didn't they like you know, at first, so I should have known better. Is there any
0: behind it, or is it just people mm-hmm. loving their dog and their companion? As a dog owner my entire life, I think they can. So that's what the, and that's what they wanted to think about. They wanted to see, well, what is the science behind it? Can we prove right. it without just feelings? So they got a couple different studies together. Okay. Uh, and they realized a couple couple things with dogs. Uh, they saw that They're awesome. dogs will utilize previous experiences. The way oh, they yeah. tested this is they took, I want to say, almost a thousand people, and they would have their owner – point at a container with food and of course the dog would run to that because they're going to listen to their owner they see the point they right. run they see their food they're happy then they would have their owner point at another container and the dog would run to it and it would be empty oh by the third time they would just point to a container with or without food the dog wouldn't go oh because the dog is
1: remembering that past experience of oh wait this person lied so they also used... Kind of like you when you go to throw the ball or the toy for my dog and you hide it behind your back instead. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that,
0: huh? Except he still asks me to do that 10 well, times Well, my dog is special. Very. <laughs> However, they also did uh, a study. Uh, they used owners and had people come up and kind of interact with their owners. And they realized dogs take that into account as well. Extremely mal. They would have people go up and be mean and mistreat their owners. And then offer the dog a treat. And the dogs unanimously would not take the treat if they just mistreated their owner. Oh, I like that. None of the dogs would take the treat because they, they they looked at their owner, saw the way you treated their owner, and they wouldn't accept a treat from that person.
1: Nasty. And these um, are dogs.
0: We know dogs are going to take a treat any day of the week because they love treats. Right. And it amazed me that it was a unanimous thing I that the like dogs that. would not take the treat from someone that just mistreated their Even owner. Even
1: your dog? <laughs> who Will eat a bug if given.
0: <laughs> Not if you mistreat me. <laughs> Which I can actually confirm that from a whole other scenario where they thought people would be mean to me or someone would come up and yell and be in an argument. And Lucy wouldn't even look at that person or take anything from that person. Oh, I believe that. My goosey's awesome. So, and they did a couple studies with the, the treat thing and seeing, you know, how. They react to where you how they treat their owners. That's pretty awesome. I like it. The people the, the dogs would avoid people who mistreat their owners. They wouldn't take treats from them. They wouldn't if you point to something they see you're lying. They won't. They they use all that past experiences. Now dogs do live more in the moment than us. Oh sure sure. They don't look as much in the past. It's not that they have a, a worse memory per se, but they don't look as the past. Right. They like to live in the moment and future as their character. Uh, but they can decipher gestures and the way. Uh, their, their owners are treated, if you've lied to them. They actually do take that all into account. So they say that dogs can, in fact, and now with science, can actually see if there's bad in people.
1: I think they can. I am so on
0: this. So next time Fido's telling you not to go over to little Susie,
1: don't, don't go to do little that.
0: Susie but i've also said that too i said if you don't like my dog don't like you i don't like you sorry i can't deal with you
1: yeah i actually looked a little bit of this up and it said (coughs) when a person is being aggressive or angry they produce a chemical in their brain it's natural when you're angry you produce this chemical when you're being aggressive you produce this chemical in your brain and they're saying dogs can smell that with their heightened sense of smell they when they smell that they know you know to, to they know you're no good. They're like, ooh, that's not a good smell. Let's leave this dude alone. The only bad part is I looked it up, and because I'm a serial killer kind of fanatic, side note, psychopaths. Yeah,
0: just a little side <laughs> a note. Hey, little side by note. the way, I know how to kill you and get away with it. But, you know, we're going to talk There's about dogs. That.
1: But for a side note, psychopaths do not produce this chemical. Really? So your dog would love a psychopath. It would love a Ted Bundy. So all dogs are going to love you. I'm not a psychopath. Eh. Sociopath, maybe psychopath, huh? <laughs> but
0: I found it really interesting. That That's a good. Oh, I love it. Science is actually that they were able to not. I'm not saying science 100% back. Oh, ago, no, but no, It was interesting to see that you know out, out of giant studies that it comes down to that they truly do recognize things. Do you think
1: like, kitties or cats recognize it, or you think they do and just don't give a shit because they're cats?
0: I don't know. Cats are usually <laughs> assholes. I have three of them, and they're all they're all pretty pretty up there on the asshole levels. So. No,
1: they're not.
0: Oh, well, they Pipsqueak are. Pip
1: Squeak is the most awesome kitty you'll ever see.
0: Don't get me wrong. I love all three cats, but they are assholes. <laughs> uh, no, I am truly curious, though, because it did make me think of do cats possess any of the same I'm sure they possess some of the same things, mm-hmm. but where do they lie? Because d- dogs are known to be faithful. Right. Not that cats don't have loyalty. No, dogs are, but more dogs are people. known as loyal. That is
1: one of their biggest traits as a canine. Yeah, they're more loyalty. people, people, people person kind of animals yeah, than a cat are known is known for
0: solitarity, right canines are known for loyalty and packs so exactly. it is a it is a big thing that dogs have that, that probably plays loyalty. a role in it yeah so i do wonder if other pets have this similar things or if it is just a canine i know my turtle tucky have. has
1: some kind of something because he will come up to the cage for anybody because he's constantly hungry no matter how much you feed him He'll come up and beg. It's a begging turtle. I love him. But there is one person out there that for some reason my Tucky does not like. He will literally go into the back far corner of his tank when she comes up to the front. Which is kind of funny because you're thinking turtles. Do they really know people? I'm telling you, my Tucky does. Hmm. It is
0: very interesting. I, but I do wonder if it goes on to cats and all.
1: Yeah, to other animals. Just curiosity. But dogs do truly
0: sense attitudes of people. And they see how you treat their owners and they care about that. They are that pack mentality of whether they're going to like if you, you or not. If you get a
1: chance, why not drop us a photo of your your animal, your pet? Just drop us a photo. Go up on our webpage and and drop us a photo of your pet and I'll put a photo up there of my Tucky and my dozy and my Gary and Dogger and Kitties. Just go check them out. They're awesome. I love animals. I will love seeing a picture of your pet. Trust me.
0: Yes, no, I, I'm a huge, huge animal person. I would love seeing that. And how how do we go and, and post that picture up?
1: Well, that's a good question. We go to the site, uh, Relative Reaction, on Facebook. Just look it up, and you'll go to our site and just post it on up there.
0: Tell and us you what you thought of the podcast. Twitter. Go ahead and add us on Twitter at Relative Reaction. Uh, well, actually, it'll be at Relative, R-E-A-C-T-I-1. Right. But... Same thing. If you look it up, you'll be able to tag us on that and post your picture. Up we'll on We'll give there a shout well. out to your pet. <laughs> For yes, oh yeah, always Definitely. give shout outs to pets. But go ahead. Make sure you do like us yes. on Facebook and Twitter. Rate Follow us, us, rate us, rate us. Go ahead. Send us an email if you need to over on uh, our Gmail account, Relative Reaction 2018 sure at gmail Tell us how we're doing. Please, how you're liking please it. Please rate us on iTunes. Oh yes. Drop us a comment. All those things do actually help on rating it up yes, and putting it up on iTunes. Yes, would be amazed. Terms.
1: I think we've gotten better since our first. got to be honest with you folks. But let us know what kind of stories do you want to hear. What did you think
0: of this week? Let me know if we went too far when it was talking about diehard fans. What was your last straw sure. of the week? What do dogs recognize? I mean, let mm-hmm. us know. And then remember... Always, 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 as we're ending this with a pet thing, staying and neuter your pets and And some of your relatives. relatives. Well, most most of of them.